I'm Erin. I'm Victoria. I'm Hebeka. And this is Out, Out of Tune. Well, this is a very special moment for me, I guess, because we have a special guest with us today, and it's my mom, <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Senko. <laughs> You can say hi if you'd like. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. It's exciting. Oh, well, um, she is our biggest fan. Yes. Um, but other than that, she is also a music educator and has been for how, how many years, Mom? Uh, 1987. So a long time. <laughs> I Thank you for not now. saying, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what most um, people do. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't been able, I mean, at least I haven't, I don't know about you guys, Erin and Hebecca, but um, haven't been really able to talk with music teachers and how the current situation of COVID and everything else has been affecting the classroom and also teaching, um, but also the current events in the world and how that has also been, besides COVID, have been affecting teaching music. So... That is why my mom is here and I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm really excited to meet you and to also um, li listen to what like your experience and uh, how it's been for you with all the situation. I'm really curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> so mom, first. Yes. Um, I guess talk about, well, talk about your experience teaching like from the beginning maybe and then also how that not the i mean you don't have to give us a detailed history but right. like how the past has has um compared to the present now with covid teaching and then what you've had to do with teaching music to well now you're in elementary school um general music but what you've had to do or what's the most challenge anything you could say anything literally anything well I, um to be specific about covid um, it has turned out to be so much better uh, than I thought it was going to. Mm. Frankly, we were all scared. And in Florida, our governor was like, no, we're opening. We're <laughs> opening. And he made it where school boards didn't really have a choice. Some school boards fought it. And, you know, it was on the news every single day. But all the teachers were really scared. And, and part of the problem was at the time, the school board was having virtual meetings because it was so dangerous to be in person. And we were talking about, oh, but that's just, you know, teachers and kids, you guys pack them in the room. <laughs> um, and then also um, there was a question about whether masks were going to be mandatory. Mm. And <clears throat> right, you know, so that was really scary. And um, I made the decision, it wasn't related to COVID, but I made the decision to go back to elementary school. Um, and I, you know, the first morning I had on, you know, my mask, of course, but they gave us shields, face shields, and I, I had that on. And I don't know any of the kids because I'm in a new school and I can only see half their face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't even know the teachers and I can only see half their face. We didn't have any in-person meetings. 
mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, the first class came and it was like five minutes into the first class and I just pulled my shield off because it was fogging up and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. So I never tried that again, but I had the students spaced out six feet apart and we're not singing. We're not doing real singing. Mm. You know, we're doing a little bit of singing, but not what I call singing. Mm. Um, only if it comes along with something else. And so I had to figure out, what am I going to do? When you take singing out of elementary school, <laughs> wow, that's... Yeah, like, what else is there? I mean, that's about half of what I would do, um, at least. And so we've just been doing a lot of instrumental things. And then I found a subscription service. It's called Cool for School mm. from the UK. Um, <laughs> Marcel and Mark, I've also told them that I'm their number one fan. <laughs> um, and they have a subscription service and they have songs and instrumental pieces and it's world music and it's fun and the kids love it. And um, there's a little bit of singing with it, but no more than it would be talking in a classroom anyway. Mm. Um, And also lots and lots of dancing. Mm. And I have loved that so much because I'm not a dancer, as you know, (laughs) Victoria. That's just, nah, I was in Girl Scouts. I can build a fire like nobody, right? (laughs) The dancing is just not me. And there's so much dancing in this program. And that has been such a turnaround for me because I have loved it so much and the kids love it too. Mm. So um, the biggest challenge right now is, well, we found out that we don't get sick from being at work, which has been wonderful. Um, I do say pull your mask up about a hundred times a day. Um, <laughs> most of the kids are able to keep their mask up. So, mm-hmm. but um the problem has been that we had a lot of online students that have come back at the semester. Mm-hmm. So my six foot dots went down to five, <laughs> you know, and even um, they, some came back at the semester, but then more, they trickle back every week because sometimes students aren't successful on a virtual learning platform. Mm-hmm. And we had two, we had regular virtual school and then we have what they call Seminole Connect where you are on the laptop in real time at home participating in your class wild right and Mm -hmm. I I my heart goes out to all those teachers because I don't know if I'm that talented to teach students in front of me and do a high level Mm. teaching at the same time of students on the computer Hmm. I think you, if, if it's low level, yeah, I'm your girl. I could do that, but to do it at a high level, I don't. And you know, my colleagues from my high school job, they're doing that choir, band, orchestra, theater. They have the students in the room and they have the students on the computer. Hmm. Wow. That's right. <laughs> right. And you know, there's all kinds of issues with both just by themselves you know so um i they are my heroes i don't i would be exhausted but right now i'm having the time of my life 
you know, the older kids were doing strings and ORF and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and with the little ones, we're just dancing and playing percussion instruments and having the time of our life. We have a lot of fun talking about what we're going to do with our masks when the, when the pandemic is over, <laughs> like a bonfire. I even, I said that one day in class and one kid goes, well, my, my dad is the, uh, the, the fire chief. And I'm like, okay, he can come and build us a bonfire. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's bad. I shouldn't be saying that to kids. Like they'll build a fire at home and throw their mask in it. So I said, well, we can't do that unless there's grownups around. The grownups have to do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I said, you know what? We should go on a field trip to a volcano. Oh my and then we could stand at the edge of the volcano and we could all throw our masks in. Wow. And one kid goes, my uncle lives in Hawaii. I said, perfect. I'll go stand his house. I love children. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. They, they've come up with all kinds of creative things that they're mm. going to do with their masks. Mm. Yeah. So can you talk about um, your, the string program, your violins and all of that? And I'll, I mean, I know some of it, but for everyone yeah. else. Well, I, I think that kids can do high level stuff. And um, I know the popular thing in elementary school is ORF, you know, the xylophones, the pitch percussion, and it is wonderful and it's great. Uh, you know, I love it, but I enjoy teaching a uh, violin uh, to the kids. Uh, everybody is kind of amazed that they can do it, you know, um, and I found that just inherent in the lessons with violin that all the other music skills come in that, and you never teach anything in isolation, you know, we don't have a lesson on um, dynamics. Today, we're going to learn about soft and loud, you know, no, no, no. You play softly and loudly and you go, oh, play softer, <laughs> right? And then um, they never forget it. Mm. You know, when I taught, I don't know, Victoria, if you know, when I was at Sterling Park Elementary and we, I was doing violins there as well, they decided that they wanted to do an elementary test for music to oh, standardize you know, so they could make sure that all the kids were getting a quality music education. So they did a pilot hmm. and we were doing violin and um, they tested the fifth graders and I didn't, I didn't test. They did it in the cafeteria and the classroom teachers had the tests and the kids all took the test, but they never did it again because they did it at five schools and four schools bombed and one school ate. <laughs> and it wasn't that I'm a better teacher. It's just that playing real stuff and challenging the kids, mm. you know, when you have a five-year-old walk over to you and say, my E string is out of tune. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Like that gives you goosebumps, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I just, and, and they like it, you know, we're, mm. we're playing simple songs we're not playing you know anything fancy really but um they they seem to like it and uh i, I like teaching them something like that mm. so has teaching violin now compared to like 
when I was in Sterling Park with COVID challenge? Is that harder? No. Or is, is it, it's not harder? Well, with the mask, sometimes if they have a slippery mask, like the gaiters that some mm. of the kids wear, mm. then, you know, that's an issue. And then sometimes their mask is big. So that when they try to look down at their strings or at the violin, they see the bottom of their mask. <laughs> um, but as, as far as challenges go, that's not a big one. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I was, uh, I was imagining that going online had changed a lot of the structure of the class or had brought a lot of, uh, issues or concerns, but you seem so, uh, really relaxed and really comfortable. Not, I wouldn't say comfortable, but, uh, like con con in control of the situation. It's really interesting. Well, yeah. one of the things I say to the kids when they won't, when I'm having a class and I'm having to say, pull up your mask too many times, I start saying, boys and girls, aren't we having so much fun? <laughs> and if we get sick because we won't wear our masks and we're gonna have to go home and we're gonna have to do this on the computer and I don't like school on the computer. And they're like, yeah, I don't like it either. All right, so pull up your mask so we can stay here and do the rain dance. They're like, okay. Smart. Oh my God. You know, yeah. Can, can you be smarter than a six year old? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> so, wait, I, okay. So, for, because I guess COVID culture is much different up here yes. than it is down in Florida, right? So, is there any, like, with, because they share their instruments, right? With other, with other students. And is there no, like, do you have to sanitize everything? What's the, is there stuff like that? I, I wipe them down. Mm -hmm. I have cleaning things. And we also have hand sanitizer in the room. And their teachers <laughs> greet them at the door with the hand sanitizer. <laughs> they just give everybody its work <laughs> oh. as they walk back into their classroom. That's cute. So, yeah. I'm okay. curious. Mm. Um, did the schools, like, I feel like it was such a disjointed, like, struggle on how do all these teachers, like, prepare and how do all these different school districts prepare, but did the school district or the state give you any, like, protocols to follow or was it, like, up to mm -hmm. independent teachers or independent school districts? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, well, um, they're doing... You know how the federal government left everything up to the states, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like here, go ahead, figure it out. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's like that um, in the state with the counties, because in Florida, our school districts are by county, yeah. so there's no small cities that have a school district by themselves. So the counties made a lot of decisions on how they're going to do things. In my school, we. Um, have 15 minutes in between every um, what we call special area class, which is not the norm, but the custodians walk through every special area classroom in between the classes wow. and they wipe all the touch points. Um, and at night there's a spray thing. Oh yeah. I think it's like a saline type of a solution or something, but they spray every night in every room. Um, and at first they're like, don't sit on the carpet. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, because it's dirty and that's where all the particles will fall down into the carpet. So you don't want to sit on the carpet. So I went to Home Depot and bought milk crates. Mm -hmm. 
um, which in Florida, they have shorts on, so they make little imprints in their legs. <laughs> but, um, which they complained about a little bit. But then after a while, they said, no, it's okay. You can sit on the floor. I feel like that's so hard to not have little kids sit on the carpet or right. any surface on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They found out that there's a lot of rules that just are not enforceable. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and, you know, we have so much, we're just so positive right now, but everybody that, that we know of who has, um, been positive has gotten it outside of school. Oh. Um, I mean, you know, we've had teachers be positive, but it's a social thing. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like the same. I work at a children's museum and when I got hired, they were like, oh, we had to shut down for a while because there was a COVID case. And I assumed I got a little nervous because I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm, but I actually like talked to them last week too. And it just came up in conversation again. And they're like, oh, well, it was interesting because it came from outside of the museum. Like it oh, came yeah. from the girl's parents. And then that's how she got it. The bottom okay. line is masks work. Mm -hmm. No, and the rule here is if you, if someone was positive and they were at school, then whoever was around them within six feet for 15 minutes or more, and I don't know what the magical thing about 15 minutes is, yeah. uh, that those are the people who get quarantined. However, my principal errs on the side of caution and she just quarantines the whole classroom nice. because they don't it's it's not fair to have a child sit in one space all day long and never move mm. you know um so hard for us to do that right yeah um, <laughs> right having online classes like sometimes for the all day long mm. and it's so hard to just stay in front of the computer i can't imagine for a kid mm. yeah they, they, well they can't i mean the thing that we say is you can do anything for a short period of time. Mm. You can restrict a lot of things for a short period of time, but not every day for a year. Mm. It's just not possible. And so as we got through the year and we realized, you know, everybody wasn't getting sick. Things have relaxed a little bit. We still keep a distance, honestly. Mm. Um, I don't hug kids like I used to, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of kids who say, I would hug you if I could, Oh, you know, um, so. I was uh, curious about if you had any experience with some changes on your teaching that from, from the beginning of the COVID, um, from now that you you would like to share and you if you could you would just like let everyone know that this works or <laughs> you were doing this differently and now it's working better and yeah I was curious if you had experience yeah like something that. maybe that you discovered during COVID time that you may want to continue after it's over well I'm gonna keep the dancing going I mean, I just avoided it, you know, it's just not my thing and kids. Okay. You have never seen such joy as watching a kindergarten class dance. Oh. They, 
we were doing during Black History Month, there was a Stevie Wonder uh, video on YouTube that was a body percussion thing. Mm. Except there was two interludes where it said dance party. (laughs) You do that with a fifth grader, they will freeze. (laughs) And they'll do the awkward, like one bent arm, you know, holding the other arm. Well, I mean, a couple of them, right? Right. But they have learned to be super wary of anybody seeing them. Kindergartners. (laughs) They... I tell my students, guys, just walk by when the kindergartners are dancing, like the older kids, right? Because the kindergartners flail themselves around and they, it's just joy. It's just joy in their dancing. And there's a lot of dances that, you know, even the older kids like to do. Like this one I I mentioned is called the rain dance. And it's like a kid version of a rain dance in African uh, rain dance and when I when we did it I showed a BBC clip um, of a real rain dance um, and it's it's just fun I'm gonna keep that up because it's something I never would have done before um, so that's definitely gonna stay mm. but that's just a cool for school subscription thing that they forced me into doing that so <laughs> so I know a little bit about um, you've been I mean, I think this year doing more of like world musics and also introducing um, underrepresented communities of musicians and composers to your students. So can you talk a little bit about that too? Because I think it's amazing. I was joking with you the other day on the phone, Victoria. I have to show a white person playing the violin because my kids are going to think that white people don't do it. (laughs) I'm trying so hard to normalize uh people of all different colors yeah just to normalize it so my students just think oh well that's what we do you know um and so um my goodness i i showed all the guys that you talked about that on on the podcast over black history month um you know the big change from when i was teaching elementary school before is youtube when I taught elementary school, because I spent nine years in high school and three in middle school. So 12 years ago, YouTube was not what it is today, mm. right? And when I turned on, we, we talked about Marian Anderson a lot. Mm. And it's tricky because you have to change it for the age that's in the room. And I see kindergarten through fifth grade in one day, one class of each. So I can say more to my fifth graders, obviously. And with the little ones, I just go, oh, isn't that lady pretty? And look, she did a concert. And look at all the people. You know, that's pretty much all you can say. Right. But with the fifth graders, I can say she sat all day waiting to audition at a music school. And they wouldn't take her because Mm. it's black. And they told her that. They said, we don't take colored people. And you can see the kids gasp, you know? But I, I'm also careful about that too, because sometimes I'm worried about my black kids in the room that it makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. You know? And like, like pointed out kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't want them to feel... I don't know, you know, and I think that they'll all feel differently based on their own life experience. Mm. 
my, my little white babies, they need to hear this. Mm-hmm. They need to hear that this lady had to go to Europe to have a career. And then even what she endured there towards the end. And then when she, when she came back, she still wasn't good enough mm. to get, you know, a haul by the daughters of the American revolution, you know? So, um, I, I showed, I found, what was the piece? Um, oh my goodness. The guy that, that, that Mozart copied him. I'm having a brain problem. Oh, Joseph Ballone. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I was looking up an orchestra that played one of his pieces and it was an orchestra from South Africa. Mm. And they were great and we were watching them and I always stop the video and go, did you see that? Did you see his hand? And they're like, no. (laughs) So I go back and I go, look, and they go, I see it. You know, so I I stop and start the videos because for a little kid, this is overwhelming and they don't know what to look for. Mm -hmm. So I sort of narrate it like, like a sporting event, you know? (laughs) Um, Oh, look at the, look at those giant violins in the back. Are those violins? And they go, yeah. And I go, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have a lot of fun with that. But I said, what's different? about this orchestra what's different and someone raised their hand they're all black and i go no (laughs) they're standing up (laughs) (laughs) the violins and violas were standing up but it was so weird for them to see a whole orchestra of black people right i've never seen that before well you know so uh i go well think about it like this orchestra is in africa so if you go to venezuela you'd see people who live there are in the orchestra or mm-hmm. if you go to China, you know, and you have to, you have to like open up the common sense, you know, for yeah. them a little mm-hmm. bit. And then they're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's just super important to me. that Nobody thinks that music is for a certain group of people. Yeah. You know, even when I show ballet, I try to find ballerinas of color, which is harder mm-hmm. to do than it is for musicians. So, yeah, all Black History Month, we were really looking hard at that. And I just called it a celebration, you know, um, and tried to show them things that they wouldn't see except, mm-hmm. you know, in my class. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping some of my students of color are gonna go oh yeah i want i want to do violin and just think that it's completely normal so i was gonna ask have you noticed um and uh more of like interest in your students that are in more of the diverse areas i will say that i don't notice any difference Mm. from from the white kids to the kids of color um i have a little after school group because of COVID, um, we waited until the semester, you know, because we just really didn't know where things were going. Um, and then she told me I could only have like 10 people in the after school group because the county didn't really want to allow more people yeah. together. Um, and so I didn't tell, I didn't send out an email to parents because when you start violin in a school, you send out an email to the parents 
you'll have a lot of people do it. So I just mentioned it casually in class, right? And I have 12, um, and I have bits of color mm -hmm. and the rest, but my school is, is pretty white privilege. Mm -hmm. right. A lot of black kids, a lot of Spanish kids, or um, kids of color, Asian, other Pacific Islander. Um, but um, I don't see any difference in the level of interest from one to another. So, okay. Talk about your creative concert that you're going to be doing soon. <laughs> okay. This is so exciting. So, um, I can't have a concert. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that um, my little after school group has really taken to this. I mean, they are practicing and they are learning their little songs, but I have a couple of classes that can play as well as my after school group. And they're just, they're doing so well. I mean, I have one class the other day, I was talking about bow distribution. I said, you guys, guys, I can't believe I'm gonna talk about this with you. <laughs> this is kind of crazy, right? Um, and I'll, and we talk about dynamics and things like that. And I said, okay, uh, all right, but I'm getting off on the tangent. Anyway, they're doing so well that we're going to have drive-by concerts. <laughs> and I did see this, another, um, an elementary school we have in the county, which is an arts magnet. Their whole school, like, did it in the, uh, for, for Christmas. And they could drive through the parking lot along the bus ramps and things like that. And um, there would be little stations where there'd be the theater group doing something. And then the next one would be the drum group doing something. You just drive along and stop and watch and keep going. So what I'm going to do is just during their classroom time, we're going to go out to the bus ramp and I'll tell the parents ahead of time on this date at this time, we're going to have a mini concert. And my school resource officer is going to direct traffic <laughs> and we'll let up as many cars as you can fit where they can see the kids. I'm going to space out the kids. We're going to practice this ahead of time, right? Because, because, mm -hmm. right? Um, and have all their little spots. Well, there's spots painted on the, on the um, concrete anyway, and we'll t decide where everybody sits. And the songs, like the violin songs, like one minute each anyway, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, and so the parents can ride up, we'll play our songs, and they can wave, and they have to stay on their spot, you know? And then those parents go by, and then more parents drive up, and we'll play our songs. Um, and then, you know, my mom- so cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited about it. It makes <laughs> me smile. And I have to watch myself because I have a tendency to like, okay, well, fourth grade's doing that. Well, we could do it with kindergarten too. And I could do it with second, you know, I have to be careful. And I think it might be a little overwhelming to do it with every class in the school. So, <laughs> but it would be fun. Yeah, I think I, I never uh, seen anyone um, doing this before. I love the idea. It's so so smart and i think it's very yeah it's very innovative for the times and yeah, yeah i'm sure it's going to be really exciting for the kids to to be pre uh, preparing for something that it can show to their parents and mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny because this one fourth grade class, some of my classes are behind others because they had a lot of students on Seminole Connect. And when they came back to school mid-year, they had never touched the violin. Mm. But I have a couple of classes that they haven't had a lot of those students. So they've been with me since August. And since I was new, you know, you always have to prove yourself every time you go somewhere new, right? Everyone thinks you don't know anything. And so, and, and then you're different Then you're bringing these violins and like, who is this lady? And we can't even see half her face. So you can't see whether she's smiling or not. And she's kind of bossy. And so, uh, <laughs> Victoria's laughing. Um, and so it was so funny because my my little class that plays so well, I was like, okay, guys, we're going to go to the office. And so we go to the office to play Twinkle and all the way down the sidewalk. Mrs. Senko, you're the best teacher we've ever had. We never thought we'd be able to play violin. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like this. I'm just smiling because I'm like, well, about four months ago, you thought I was really mean. Oh, funny. I was thinking, um, well, actually, I kind of want to hear from Aaron and Habeka, mostly Habeka, because I want to know what your elementary school music was like, because I feel like every time I, I get this, I, my sister tells me this, and also Ricky tells me this, that he likes hearing like the differences between the U.S. and Brazil. And yeah, so, actually, yeah, I like want to know, like, is what my mom is talking about something that you that kids do in brazil or that was actually in my list of questions because Aww. so i'm gonna tell a little bit about how is it in brazil and then i wouldn't then you're gonna understand my question after this uh in brazil we don't have music in schools so the way you can learn is either private or and projects or um community community projects or um, music schools so i did private uh teaching my whole life um yeah at some point i had uh i was teaching in, uh, in a project mm. but um we don't usually i th i think there are some schools that have but it varies a lot from school to school so mm. All these uh, things that you were saying, I was so amazed because uh, it is really nice to to have this environment with kids with music, mm -hmm. and I think it's amazing um, to the kid to experience that uh, growing growing up with that. Right? Um, I had that, and it was really good for me. But it's not uh, like a, it's not true for uh everybody and it's still something that is hard to access to mm. everybody right so I, my question was like i was going to ask i don't know if it actually fits here or not but mm. how it is the structure or like um what do you teach at certain like curriculum level? yeah mm. i was very curious about that too yeah, there's a state curriculum um, and it's by grade level. And we have the Florida, we used to call them the Florida Sunshine State Standards. Standards. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, there's standards and there's things that they want the students to know on every grade level. Um, and they get super academic and super, you know, I can see that, but yeah. And, and we're pretty fortunate, um, that the kids have music. I, I know that in some States and some places, people are always worried that they're going to get rid of it for budget cuts. And I know that has happened in places, but Seminole County, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, so. That's really, really nice. And like, like you said, it's a environment that the kids and they really love it and they have fun and they, I, I think everybody agrees that we learn a lot more than just playing the instrument, right? Learn, well, some days they love it. <laughs> some days, you know, it's, it's not, you know, utopia. It's oh, yes. some days they're not happy with me, you know, but uh, on the too. whole. Low too. <laughs> well, I mean, even, okay, uh, we're doing bucket drumming. Have you, are you guys familiar with bucket drumming? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fun. So wait, we Habeka, have. Wait, wait, Habeka doesn't know. Can you explain? So you get buckets from Home Depot or wherever like a hardware store yeah the hardware store and i have drumsticks and they sit on those milk crates and there are songs that i have the mp3 and then there's printed music on um different parts of the bucket that you hit <laughs> you hit the rim is one place you can hit the top and you can hit the side and if you put your foot under like tilt the bucket up it's a was it a how many gallons is that bucket? I don't know. It's a regular paint bucket, like a five gallon, I guess. Mm -hmm. If you tilt the bucket up and stick your foot under, it gives a deeper sound, Gosh. right? Cool. Super exciting. <laughs> and then you can also cross the sticks up in the air. So you have a lot of different sounds you can make. And then they have printed stuff that the kids can play along. Our, the one we're doing right now is Uptown Funk. Mm. And, um, I know the kids go back to class singing that song, <laughs> driving their teachers crazy all day. <laughs> but yeah, it's super fun. But see, I'm the mean one because I make them read the notes. You know, <laughs> it's a three staff thing. Um, you know, depends how many how many lines are on the staff. Not three staffs, but three line staff. And I I make them do it. I look at you know the lines up here, the dots on the top line. What does that mean? You know, so sometimes they get irritated with me, but <laughs> they Aww. get used, they give in. <laughs> well, wait, does anyone, did you, so did, Aaron, did you want to say something? Or no. no. Okay. <laughs> um, I was thinking for our second half of the episode today, um, something super easy, mom, you can participate. Um, your favorite either kid memory with music, whether it was in school or like learning in your lesson, Habeka, like with a private teacher or anything. I can start if that Yeah, you start. Okay. Um, well, uh, I don't know, Aaron and Habeka, I don't know if you know this. My mom was my elementary school music teacher for like K through third grade. And then I switched schools. Um, but my favorite memory is not with violin, actually. It's with um, um, when we sang 525,600 minutes from Rent. Um, and we had the concert 
outside because it's Florida under the pavilion. <laughs> um, I don't know. I remember that. And I remember wearing the collared shirt, blue uniform and how that felt. I don't just for some reason, I remember being it buttoned all the way to the top because that was the that was the regulation, I guess, <laughs> that you were making everyone do. And I just I remember singing that song and all the parents loved it. So Aww. I remember that. That's a very vivid memory for me. Looking back, I don't know if rent was appropriate, but I like this song. But that so song is a, but that, I think it's like you do the you do the concert for the parents rather than for like the kids. And, it felt cool so well yeah but also like i just remember the parent like the parents know that song especially and so i mean it was a great reaction from the parents too so but that's a very vivid memory for me and also a really cute one too oh <laughs> shoot well i guess i don't really i didn't start i had like a kid music like it in school so it was mostly just like general music like mm. you know singing whatever um but i didn't do violin until later so i guess my first like good violin memory um we were playing an orchestra and our orchestra was like a pretty decent one so my conductor would often have just like you know the first of each section play to like demonstrate mm. how you wanted something to sound or whatever um and there was one time when I didn't realize it was just the first stand, so I like played two. <laughs> and usually that's like most of us. It's like such an awkward, embarrassing moment when that happens. But my teacher was like, "Erin, that was a beautiful vibrato." <laughs> and it was the first time I was like, "Oh, because I used to suck so bad. I didn't take lessons until like freshman year of high school." Mm. So when I got like that first, like, "Oh, that was really good." I was like, "Oh no." it turned an embarrassing moment into like a proud moment it was cute that is cute i love that most of my childhood moments are like at least slightly awkward but (laughs) (laughs) well i can't recall like a specific moment but Mm. um well i grew up in the suzuki center so we i it was really nice because i would have the lessons the private lessons and the group classes too and it was i think i was nine years old when we went to a festival in another state and for me that was like wow we're gonna we're gonna travel for like i don't even remember i remember it was really far because it was i was living in sao paulo and it was like in brasilia so it was really far so i think we took like 20 hours maybe i don't know oh my gosh and we were there and it was like two weeks long and we were playing in group uh, chamber groups and in orchestras and like a festival that we we know we have classes and you watch concerts on the weekends or at nights and i remember being really excited for because it was my first festival my first contact with other orchestras and other groups too mm-hmm. and okay so i have i think i have a story from one Ooh. one of those things uh i was in an orchestra a few years after that and i so far i think i only had contact with suzuki um classes and suzuki kids so mm. 
it was a really nice environment but at the same time i didn't know what was uh, life outside suzuki so Aww. i wasn't that orchestra for we were in the first concert and i was like getting to know people yet and i was like that uh, awkward moment where you stop and like think okay what what topic should i bring and i was 12 years old so i I remember like asking oh what book are you like what are you studying like what suzuki book are you studying right now but i just said like something like what book are you now and the the kid looked at me like what are you talking? And I was like, oh yeah, it's Suzuki. And I was like, oh, I don't do Suzuki. And I remember my mind blew. I was like, oh, what? There's, There's violin outside of Suzuki. Suzuki. And I was like shocked. Aww. I, I probably was, okay, not 12, because 12 I was a lot older. It was probably a little bit early. I don't know, maybe 10. I don't know. Wow, that's so cute. (laughs) Little Hebeka's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Cute. Mom, do you have a a defining memory? Yes. Um, (laughs) I was in 6th and 7th grade. I went to an embassy school. So all the grades were there. High school, kindergarten through high school, all on the same campus. Well, say where this is, too. Oh, Jakarta? Yeah, Jakarta, Indonesia. Yeah. Um, She's a military kid. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. we moved a lot. Um, So anyway, um, the high school did a theater production every year. And when I was in seventh grade, they did Annie Get Your Gun. And they let the middle schoolers audition to be like the kids in the show. You know, (laughs) little brothers and sisters and things like that. And that was the first time everybody was in the choir room and you had to sing something. And, you know, I was too dumb to be nervous. And, and I went up and sang and the room got quiet. And I thought, I think they liked it. I think (laughs) I I think can sing. And so I got in, I almost got to be Annie's little sister, but I was taller than her. And so <laughs> I got that part got ripped away from me. Um, so then I was just one of the kids in the crowd. And when the curtains opened, me and another girl were playing um, patty cake with our hands, you know, oh and that God. was like, that was your shining so moment. exciting. That was my, de- my stage debut, you oh know, my, my mom made my costume. It was great. <laughs> oh my, I don't, I didn't know that story. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even know you had music when you were there. Oh yeah, we had we had music. Oh, we had music. Yeah, and they had a choir. And was that a defining moment for you to want to do music for like? Yeah, or like that shaped maybe you wanting to do music. Well, I you know I always took lessons and stuff. Um, you know, my mom was old fashioned, like little girls should take piano lessons and learn how to do embroidery and knitting and sewing and stuff like that. So I always took lessons. It was very helter skelter because moving, you know, we couldn't, couldn't take our piano everywhere. Mm. Um, and they didn't always have really, you know, um, serious teachers or whatever, but, um, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I didn't know that. How fun. I have a question. I and I was curious about that. I just remembered. So I think it was this is my last question. <laughs> How it was for you um, 
when Victoria or your your daughters told you that they wanted to do music like you. How was it for us? Yeah. I'm sure you guys were thrilled. <laughs> no, no, no we like, actually, yeah. No, yeah, we actually were because we feel very strongly that you need to do what you love. Mm -hmm. um, the big, the big thing in school right now is um, STEM. Yeah. You know, and they want to push all the kids. And right now, I mean, I've just seen glimpses of articles about the danger of, um, um, Victoria, what's the name of the Florida scholarship? Florida. Oh, Bright Futures. Bright Futures. Thank you. She finishes my sentence. Um, <laughs> Bright Futures, that there, someone is saying that you shouldn't do it for all majors. You shouldn't give scholarships for all majors. Um, and maybe music scholarships may be, right? I, it, I didn't know this. It's apparently there's talk in the legislature about it. Hmm. And um, we, my husband and I were just talking about this yesterday, I think, that you've got to do what you love in life and you will figure it out. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be doing something just because, it's gonna I guess. It's going to get you a job. Yeah, I just found, you know, both of us went into music. Both of us figured it out. And, you know, Victoria's dad taught music 14 years and he's a principal now. But I think that also made him a better principal. Um, and then I love what I do. I loved teaching high school. It's just a lot the of job, <laughs> that particular job was more like a two person job than a one. Mm -hmm. But I no, I think we were all for it, all doing music. We we're a little bit wary about going into education. Yeah. Because how society views teachers nowadays compared to how they used to. Yeah. But I also remember you guys were encouraging um, us to do performance because we could always add education on if we needed to. It was something easy that we could do and yeah. that the performance opportunities significantly outweighed the... Yeah. And also because you two have just heard education talk every single day of your life at home, yeah. because that's just, that's just our life. Yeah. And so you've gotten so much exposure to more stuff than most people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun <laughs> hearing all the stories, mostly of parents rather than students. Right. <laughs> um, Habeka. <laughs> did you forget or did you remember no i was actually thinking about oh my it. gosh okay what's the portuguese word of the day mine what what mine 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 okay. I, I thought that this word would be a little bit complicated but i thought it would be nice what is it mine. what is it Oh, mom. mom. Aww. Aww. Mine. Mine. Uh, I was also thinking about it. I think it's like a dotted quarter. Mine. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> oh, perfect. Mine. Wow. I I was just talking to my quintet the other day because we keep um we're all very interested in learning some Korean, like the like numbers one through ten for Jiwon. So that she doesn't have to like always like convert Aww. when we're like 237 and she's like, okay, and she, I, we hear her counting in Korean. Um, 
so anyway i don't know where i was going with that but um i just like learning portuguese words it's so fun so do you remember <laughs> any of the numbers in korean no <laughs> Rebecca must know Rebecca, you yeah, must know some I actually know i was learning a few weeks ago we're always learning korean i love it oh wait no that's where i was going with it because i was talking to the quintet about how when you teach us portuguese you always we like think in like oh yeah conductor like patterns um and then i was teaching them masa 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 and it was yeah and i was like that means apple so (laughs) (laughs) um so mom you can also participate how was your tuning this week, you guys? I can go. Yeah. It was so, it was basic. It was like, mm. well, my act, my viola intonation like really sucked because I didn't really <laughs> practice, but that's because I'm studying for my orals. Yay. Orals. Okay? You're going to do it. My Thank tutor, you. Annie Rose, says I'm in a good place. Shout, shout out to Annie Rose. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Annie Rose. So it was actually really good. And also, things are fine. We finished Opus 1. Things things are good now. That part of my life is in the past. I will never have to do it again. We're done. Opus 1, we don't have, ever have to do Opus 1 well, again. Well, Opus 1 isn't finished. Apparently, there's like some well, other stuff we have to do. But... You have to write like a reflection or something, but whatever. So like Opus 1 part of Opus 1 is over, so. Yeah. The recording and scheduling nightmare of Opus 1 is over. Yeah, that part. Yeah. So I guess I'll give it in... I think it deserves an 8 out of 10, yeah. That's good. That's wonderful. I was going to say for me... Yeah, I honestly... This week was fine. Um, Nothing... I mean, the biggest part of my week was Opus 1 is done which mm-hmm. is great. Now we have way more free time and I'm not getting home at like 10 p.m. Right. <laughs> um, and I think the week really ended on a very high note uh, because my mom is on the podcast and that's very exciting. So I'm going to give this probably a 9 out of 10. Ooh. Yes. Much better than last week. I don't, I'm, I will say I'm still exhausted, but it's like a, <laughs> I'm functioning and exhausted. So... <laughs> No, my week has been perfect. I couldn't for better. It is like amazing. I love that. Um, ten out of ten. Whoa! Nice. No stresses at all. Everything went so smoothly. I didn't even have like a mental break. Wow! <laughs> I'm just gonna give. Yeah, it was perfect. I I feel I feel bad for you guys because you guys didn't have. Perfectly as I had, so yeah. you're so funny. <laughs> but I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Yeah, for you. me too. Mom, I think it's great because it's spring break. Ooh, <laughs> I'm so jealous. Right? We were so obnoxious last Friday because <laughs> we were we were. I I watched a bunch of classes in the morning. They call it morning duty, you know. And then before school, um, they have to sit down in their lines, and then the teachers come pick them up. <laughs> and we're like eight hour, no seven hours, you know. We're saying to all the teachers, and then every couple hours all day, we'd say six hours, five <laughs> hours, like this. And so this week, you know. Uh, 
this year has been so difficult that we need these little breaks, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel totally refreshed and calm and because we did nothing like we listened to two audiobooks and I just knit the entire week and um <laughs> and then you know to be included you know in this is just like the perfect end the spring break I'm so oh. honored and super fun I told Victoria just delete out anything that I say that's, that's silly no you didn't say anything silly no nothing so mine's We've great that's great. I'm glad. I feel that we can very much relate to the five hours because we were counting down the weeks until oh, yeah. Yeah, six more weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But I do wish we had a spring break. I know. Everyone been, like every time I see someone, like the bags under our eyes are in like the circles are just so present. But we're 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 getting there. We're almost there. And then our recitals will be over and then it's literally just a sprint Freedom. a sprint to graduation in whatever <laughs> form that's going to be in yeah but anyway as usual our episodes go up each saturday at 7 a.m on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher overcast pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast um and thanks for listening and this has been Out of Tune on Zoom. Bye. Bye.